the stars are right, and that means it's time for another episode of The Whisper in Darkness. I'm your host, The Man from Lang. Thank you very much for joining me today. On this episode, we are continuing with our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. This is part one of our look at the survivor cards in the box. In this episode, we are going to discuss Idol of Xanatos, Improvised Shield, End of the Road, and Exploit Weakness. There are spoilers throughout if you care about that sort of thing. If you enjoy what you hear, remember to like, comment, and subscribe. Before we get started, a quick reminder of how we rate cards here on The Whisper in Darkness. The best of the best get an Elder Sign, while the worst of the worst get an Auto Fail, and the cards in between get a plus one, zero, or Elder Thing, respectively. Cards that you build around or cards that are good in one particular deck get a Bless Token, while cards that we believe are destined to end up on the list of taboos or are simply bad for the big game get a Curse Token. Before we get started, I'd like to thank the patrons of this channel for their tremendous support. You all rock! If you'd like to be amazing like these people and support the channel's goals and see your name on this list, head over to Patreon.com, sign up for a tier of your choice, and claim your rewards. That would be awesome. Special thanks to Cole Monroe Chitty, Nicole Fiscus, and Nate Lost in Time and Space for their contributions to the channel. I couldn't do it without you. Without further ado, let's get started. Welcome back everyone to our reviews of the player cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. We are going to take a look at the survivor cards in uh, this video. This is part one of a uh, four-part series. How are you doing, Matastrophic? We haven't uh, recorded in uh, in a while. Oh yeah, it has been a while, hasn't it? It's been like three years, right? At least it feels like it's been three years. Yeah. Any, yeah. any, uh, any sign of Nate? I don't see him you know, below me or above me here. No, I, I noticed that you had sent him a message earlier today and there was just a strange buzzing in reply. That was so okay. I Well that's that's good. That's better than we had before. Yeah. I think yeah. um I think Nate's out there somewhere, but that's good. We've got proof of life. The first card we're going to take a look at is uh, Idol of Xanatos, Watcher Beyond Time. It's a three-cost asset with a willpower skill icon. Item and Relic Trait as a response. When you are dealt damage and or horror, exhaust Idol of Xanatos and discard up to three cards from your hand. Cancel that much damage or horror, and it takes up an accessory slot. If you're going to play a healing card, I do like healing cards that don't require actions, which is uh, the nice thing about the idol what do you think about this one yeah i kind of agree like let's compare it to the uh, teddy bear or to the leather jacket okay so it is kind of expensive at three which is which is kind of a downside but i do like how it can heal either one either damage or horror in one card so that's pretty nice so you've got so you've kind of got the function of two card of like two cards and two slots in one slot which is pretty good. I like how you don't have to discard anything if you don't need it. So you can just wait until you're about to fall over and then start using the, the idol. So that may not even happen over the course of the game. It's not like you have to aggressively prevent everything in order for the idol to you know be protecting you. Yeah, it is very nice that it happens to, uh, to heal both uh, damage and horror and... It is, the three cost is pretty expensive when yeah. you compare it to, say, Cherished Keepsake or Leather Coat. I guess my issue with it is primarily the accessory slot, which, I don't know, survivors have some choices in accessory, but not, uh, 
I think it's more if you're once you start getting outside of the survivor card pool, the accessory start, slot starts to get a bit more competitive. Uh-huh. So I don't know if this is going to be your first choice in the accessory slot at all times, but I do like the mm-hmm. fact that it does cancel the damage. So without taking an action, so you're yes. you're not wasting time on healing, which is the other issue. I guess it could be a little card intensive. Depending on the scenario, if you really start getting hit hard and you're sort of thrust into a position where it's do or die, say you're sitting on your final damage or horror and you you constantly have to heal that, survivors aren't particularly known for their card draw, so you would have to, you might uh, run into trouble there. And so you're sort of spending resources just to keep yourself alive and not really advancing your game state. Now this is yeah. that's for most survivors. I think Patrice is the one exception there because she gets five new cards every turn. And true, yeah. If she's not going to spend them, hey, here's an outlet for them that uh, she can use. Well, con- consider the alternative. Consider the situation where, um, let's say, let's say with the idol, you're at a point where you have you're you've you've discarded six cards to the idol, like you've prevented six damage or horror. That's a lot of damage or horror you've prevented. Whereas. Um, Terrace Keepsake would have prevented two. Or the Leather Coat would have prevented two. Yeah, so I guess what I'm saying is that if you're in a situation where you're discarding a ton of cards to this thing, like, the alternatives, you would have just fallen over. That's true. You know, they, though, yeah. Especially yeah. In and it's not like slide. survivors don't have a way of getting cards back, so if yeah, you there do is that, there end is up that. having if to discard can... something. Yeah, there is that, and I do like... Um, Personally, I do like when um, you have ways of discarding excess cards. It means that you can discard excess uniques. I, I particularly like that. Yeah, so I, I think this thing isn't bad. It, it it also rewards you for like overdrawing, you know, because you can just like shut off the excess, that sort of thing. I think this thing isn't bad. Yeah. How would you rate this one? I think it's a bit expensive though at three, so I'm gonna give it a zero. Yeah, I think uh, zero is the right spot for this. I I debated whether you know because it is canceling the damage without an action whether it warrants a plus one but i don't think it's that good it's good enough to to warrant that so i will uh stick with a zero as well so a uh, good start for the survivors with uh idol of xanatos a new uh uh, damage cancellation option not to soak in this case but uh does something uh doesn't step on the toes of uh previous established cards like uh, Cherish Keepsake and uh, Leather Coat. The next card we're going to talk about is Improvised Shield. It is a one-cost asset with no skill icons, uh, item, armor, and improvised trait. Improvised Shield can only be played from your discard pile, forced when Improvised Shield is defeated. Shuffle it into your deck instead of discarding it. It has three health, zero sanity, and uh, takes up a hand slot. So it's cheap. It's not as cheap yeah. as Leather Coat, but paying True. one isn't uh, that bad. We have seen a whole bunch of these survivor cards that can only be played from your discard pile. So this isn't, uh, we're not really breaking any new ground here. It uh, does recycle itself once it is defeated, and three soak is pretty substantial. I guess my only issue with it is the lack of skill icons, which means 
you can't commit it to a skill test, which means oh. you need another way to get it into your discard pile, which right. probably means you're either playing Wendy or Pete or using the Idol of Xanatos, which we uh, previously talked about. And I guess the other issue is that uh, Leather Coat takes up a body slot, and this one takes up a yeah. hand slot, which, depending on your build, that's yeah. uh, and hand slots are, are hard to come by, and I'm not entirely sure... I mean, I know there there are ways that survivors can get bandolier and stuff like that into their builds if necessary, but uh, it's not easy. What do you think about this one? I think uh, just the artwork alone, you know, makes this card worth talking about. And then, of course, like what's he got in his left hand there? Like he's got his shield in his right hand, but what what's that thing he's got? It looks like a rolled up newspaper or something. I thought it was a shard of glass. Uh, yeah, it could be, could be. Yeah, it, it could be. It's hard to tell from here. Yeah. Although it'd be more hilarious if he was attacking the mythos with a rolled up newspaper. It would. It would make newspaper more useful, too. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I mean, there are cards for that. What, of course, you know, one of my favorite cards is Act of Desperation. So now I'm envisioning that you throw the shield like Captain America, except it's just a trash can lid. Right, right. Get a resource yeah, for it. it. To get a resource for it and two damage yeah i'm not sure what to think of this thing because i think the strength of this thing it really depends on how you're planning to get it into the discard pile i mean you've got short supply from edge of the earth but that's not a guarantee that you're going to get it into the discard pile yeah i guess we're talking about idol of xanatos i guess we're talking about yeah peter wendy peter wendy patrice okay so those are investigators that can get things in the discard pile Let's see. Um, I mean, you can overdraw with Min, you know, and discard from ha for having, like, way too many cards in your hand. Yeah, so I guess, the, like, the real trick is, like, how, how are you getting it into the discard pile? And if you have a reliable way of doing that, then I guess the, cause this could potentially provide you a lot of soak over time. And notice how it also goes back in your deck when it gets defeated. Okay, so that means you kind of want to be drawing through your deck pretty fast in order to, um, you know, have this thing come up again. So you're going to want, like, this engine of pitching things into the discard pile and shuffling them back into your deck. Okay, and then you could have, like, a whole deck around this where you have, like, winging it and you have... Um, what's the one that... Um, improvised weapon? Improvised weapon, and then there's yeah, the... and then the third one. The evasion one, too. I... Yeah, so I think you could... I think there's definitely a theme that you can kind of build into here with this sort of thing, and you use this as your, um, your primary damage soak. Three is a lot. Comparing it to, I mean, Leather Coat is two, which is pretty good. And then you have Leather Coat level one, which exiles itself, and that provides four soak. So three feels pretty good. There might be some Bob Jenkins combos you can do with this thing somehow. Yeah, I think the primary issue is just figuring out how you're going to get it into your discard pile right. with the with the right. lack of icons. Is the don't really like cards without icons because then they mm -hmm. just... You know, you end up in those situations where you need to pass a skill test, and then inevitably, this is the only card you have in your hand, and you're like, "Well, damn." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now I'm exactly. I've got this card that isn't going to help me in any way whatsoever. But uh, if you can pitch it easily, then uh, it's not too bad. That that hand slot, that's I don't know. It it really depends what else you've got in your your hands, but. Survivors right. have a lot of pretty good stuff. Like even we have old key ring in this 
put it the yeah. level three and the the level zero version being in the Stella Clark starter deck. So Hanser, yeah. it's a lot more competitive than than the body slot ever ever yeah. is. So that's also a uh, consideration. Although it kind of in order for be a, in order for it to be a shield, it kind of has to be a hand slot. Well, unless he straps it to his body. Yeah, but then it's like improvised armor at that point. Right. Right. Yeah. How would you rate this one? Ooh, yeah, this is kind of tough actually because all right, three soak is a lot, but is three soak worth going through the hoops? You know, to uh get this thing into your discard pile. Gosh, compared to just playing um leather coat in a different slot and being done with it. I think in the end though disclaimer i think if you have a deck that's already doing you know already able to draw and discard quite a bit then this comes becomes pretty good but i don't see this as the card that makes me want to go out and build a deck that's all about getting things in the discard pile so i think in the general case i'm going to give this thing an elder thing because i think it's for one more soak than a very simple leather coat there's like a lot of steps you have to go through and it costs one yeah, I've I've been debating whether to go zero or elder thing. I think I'm going to go with use... zero on this one. It's you know yeah, three soak is a lot, and if you've yeah. got the deck for it that can recycle, I mean you're going to find ways to pitch this thing. It's not a card though that I would put in just any deck and hope for the best sort of thing. You really yeah. need if you've got the way to pitch, then this is this is okay. Yeah, the use cases are numerous you know there there are plenty of ways to make this thing work the next card we're going to talk about is end of the road it is a free event no skill icons insight and spirit trait fast play during your turn only if the final agenda is in play draw one card gain one resource and gain one additional action remove end of the road from the game that final agenda clause on this one is uh Talk about limiting and no icons either. Like this, this this one feels to me as though this one would have benefited from being able to play it from your discard. Like you have some way of pitching it in there and then playing it when you need it. I mean, it does synergize with uh, Katya, who we will look at uh, later in this review cycle because you can draw this. You're like, okay, it's not the final agenda. I'll stack it under her and wait and then I'll draw it when I need it. So is putting a card like this in your deck for a card, a resource, and an action worth it? Yeah, this is a weird one. Okay, so I've been playing a bit of Lord of the Rings during our month's break, you know, as uh, you know, as a way to try to um, assuage my, you know, to deal with the guilt of losing Nate. I've been spending time in Middle Earth. So, so Lord of the Rings has a few cards like this where they're just like gimmies. You know, like you're just going to put it in because it replaces itself and does a thing. And I'm reminded of some of those. And in Lord of the Rings, those are amazing, you know, because, and like they're just absolute staples because they replace themselves and they do a thing. It's at, at no cost. So, like, they're kind of incredible. And so, this is like an, this is like one of the very few Arkham equivalents, especially at zero XP. But the only problem is you have, it has to be the final agenda. So, I think what I'll say about this is, if you can reduce the cost associated with having that card take up space in your hand, then I think this is kind of incredible. So if you have like a draw engine going, 
so to the point where you're not drawing one card a turn, like every turn, where you're drawing like two or three, like pretty reliably, then tucking this away for a little while is not the worst. And then it becomes kind of incredible because it gives you three actions worth of um, worth of value. You know when you when you play it, and that's kind of great. <laughs> And then, of course, there's all the, the use cases we were just talking about for the Improvised Shield. Patrice, Ash Pete, Wendy, Min, you know, and all the the ones, all the ways, if you have lots of ways of, like, discarding things, you know, like, and getting value out of them, even if it's not the final agenda, then this is kind of great, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm starting to sense a theme here in this in these Survivor cards, you know? Like, you can discard this to Idol of Xanatos if it's not the final agenda. Yeah, I've really gone back and forth on this one. I don't know if I play this in my solo decks, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, in solo, yeah. I, I totally uh, see why. Because you totally need every card to be awesome out of the gate. Yeah, yeah, I just feel like being forced to sit on a card until the final mm-hmm. agenda, which I actually don't want to get to. <laughs> like, I want, the, <laughs> I want the game over before then, if at all possible. And so this feels like a luxury in that deck that I simply can't afford. Maybe if I played Katya, I don't know. I just feel like there's so many more impactful survivor cards that I could put in a deck that can discard this, that Mm -hmm. I'd rather have those like having no icons is a huge problem. If there was Mm -hmm. some way like you could get a thing when you pitched it into the discard and then you could, yeah, cycle it back when you need it like if it could only be played from your discard then i would be okay maybe but as it stands i yeah i have a tough time with putting this in my in my deck and sitting on it Mm -hmm. and putting like okay so if you're putting one are you putting two copies in yeah you're putting two so then you have got to sit on it potentially two like for longer or you're drawing two of these and I don't know that's it's a lot of uh, a lot of waiting around for mm-hmm. stuff to happen that honestly I don't really want to happen anyway if I'm getting to the final agenda then I haven't been playing very well or something terrible has happened mm-hmm. so how would you uh, rate this one? Oh this is a hard one um, because in the final agenda it's kind of incredible like this is one of the greatest things that you can see if you draw this in the final agenda because it's just easy peasy you know you get an additional action out of it which is kind of awesome yeah oh my gosh all right let me think so if it i think it's again like the improvised shield like if you're already playing way like ways to get value out of this card when it's not the final agenda then i think this is like very good like if you're playing cornered or you're playing ashcan pete or you're playing wendy and you have like a draw. I think you need to also have like a draw engine, um, so that way this isn't your only card of the turn. You know, in upkeep, then I think this gets kind of incredible. But if you don't, then I think this is kind of garbage because it's just a, it's a whole dead draw for a whole turn, unless it's the final agenda. Then it's amazing. Oh my god, it's not a it's it's not like a bless because it's not like I'm gonna go out and make an end of the road deck. So I'm going to go with I'm going to go with a zero 
with the stipulation that I'm talking about multiplayer, where like you don't need every single um, draw to be like the best. You can because you have the team to lean on. You know, if you have a dead draw. So I'm going to go with a zero. Yeah, I think from a, a solo perspective, I would probably give this an auto fail because I will just never yeah. play this card. But yeah, in multiplayer, yeah. it's 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 definitely better. I mean, it does have cases where you can, I mean, discard it for stuff in in those decks. Yeah. You've got Katya if you need to squirrel this away until the final agenda, stuff like that. So. But it even is, then it, with Katya, um, the, one of the problems with Katya is if you draw this before Katya, it's going to sit there. Because Katya only lets you bear, lets you tuck things away as you draw them. I don't know. The ability, though, is is pretty good. Yeah. I do admit, like, this kind of stuff, like, having, like, having, like, bathed in a lot of this, these type of effects in Lord of the Rings, I kind of, I, I think they feel a bit out of place in Arkham. Because, like, it's a different game and Lord of the Rings kind of asks you to be a little bit more tricky with your deck building and do really creative stuff and move cards around. And Arkham never like rarely asks you to do that. So like I admit like my own sensibilities, I kind of wish just this card didn't exist because it feels a little tricky. If that makes any sense. Like it's very, it's part of an elaborate combo machine. Yeah. I think I'll give it a zero. I can't Ooh. I can't I can't give it a auto fail zero no I can't what? I can't give it an auto fail just because it's it's not something I'd play in in solo that would yeah. be that'd be unfair but the ability seems better than an elder thing so oh gotcha so yeah. I can't really give it an elder thing either so but I'm not willing to go up to plus one just because of the limitation on this if if it had anything else besides final agenda on it then yeah it's just this is one of those cards where i'm going to be playing i'm going to draw it early and just be like well damn now i've got this thing unless you're wendy unless you're wendy Wendy. but then you're sort of you're still like okay do i sit on this do i pitch it and i think inevitably like if you draw this early you just end up pitching it and never use it for anything for its for its actual ability anyway so it mm-hmm. could be any card at that point so like yeah, why extra courage. yeah like why yeah. is it why does it, it doesn't need to be this particular card if i'm just going to end up pitching it before the final agenda anyway so i have a tough time with yeah and it's one of those where like these types of effects like tend to be really prominent in lord of the rings because they have 50 card decks and um yeah, they have 50 card decks and there's not a lot of ways to draw additional cards in Lord of the Rings. So like anything that replaces itself is kind of incredible. This is not Lord of the Rings. You have a 30 card deck and you can always spend an action to draw. So the cost of end of the road in deck space is kind of like big. So end of the road uh, gets uh, gets zeros across the board. Yeah, this is a weird one though. Like yeah, this it's... one's really, it's a weird one. Yeah. Yeah, it, it sort of verges on blessed territory, but is it going to make or break a deck? Though? But it's not going like, to make. You're not going to build a deck around yeah. this, and it's like if yeah. you're playing this kind of deck, then maybe consider this. But again, I would take a pretty good look at what other cards, because if you're just going to be pitch it, like if you're going to pitch it, perhaps have a card with icons or something that can actually do something. Yeah. instead of uh instead of this thing but uh if you get it during the final agenda hey 
Awesome. Everything has worked out for you. Well, maybe <laughs> not because you could actually be dead anyway, despite drawing this. So, Oh, yeah. The next card is Exploit Weakness. This is a two-cost event with a uh, combat and agility skill icon, tactic and trick trait. Fast. Play before revealing a chaos token during an attack or evasion attempt you were performing, and only if the difficulty of this test is currently zero. This test automatically succeeds instead of this test's normal effect. Discard the attacked or evaded enemy. If it is elite, automatically evade it and deal it three damage instead. Now, I feel like the name of this card should have been Man Gets Hit in Groin with Football. Probably didn't fit on the card, so they went with something shorter. I mean, could have just gone with knee to the groin, too. That would have worked. When I sat down and started looking at some of the enemies that this simply automatically removes off the table, like Wizard of the Order, gone. Mm -hmm. Hunting Night Gaunt, gone. Oh, Uh, that's right. uh, And this is if you're playing... Obviously, this synergizes with Daryl's ability to discard an evidence and reduce the the test uh, by zero. And I feel as though... This is pretty awesome if you can get the zero with Daryl. But as soon as the fighter evade creeps above two. Oh, it's much tougher. Then yeah. it gets then you're having to play another card on top of the exploit weakness. And that yes. I have an issue with. Like there are cards you can play, like Gumption, uh, that we'll look at later. It costs one XP, reduces the the test by two. Pretty straightforward. But then there's a lot of kind of bad cards like um expo uh, explore uh, expose weakness the seeker card mm-hmm. uh, you've got anatomical diagrams which will reduce uh the fight oh. or evade by two each but nobody was playing anatomical diagrams before exactly. so why would you start playing it now and then having to add you know you're playing extra cards on top of the exploit weakness so i feel like exploit weakness is awesome if it's just the exploit weakness you're playing with Daryl, if you've got to sort of build an arcus, you know, an infrastructure around this thing to get it to work, then mm-hmm. I have issues. What do you think about this one? I actually agree because I've seen this thing in action, and it's one of those where, given you're already lowering difficulties with another, with the rest of your deck, like say you're trying to play like Daryl or something, or I've seen I've seen Preston use this pretty effectively where you're trying to play things like stealth. But it's one of those where it's like on its own, it's kind of garbage. But if you're already doing the thing, then this is kind of good. I I don't know if this is enough to like tip me over into you know, building my whole deck around lowering difficulties. So, not sure what to think about that. Personally, I want to compare it to things like waylay. Yeah. You know, yeah, like one-shot effects that were already in the game and how useful those were. So like if I'm if I've got a really high agility if I've got a high agility anyway I'll just play waylay instead because it kind of does the same thing. That being said, the ability to both evade and deal three damage to an elite that's not to be sneezed at. That's quite a bit. Yeah, because that's a lot of that's a lot of action compression right there. Especially the auto evade, I like that because um, you don't have to worry about alert or um, or retaliate. You know, at that point, because you get that thing evaded, and then everyone can start hitting the elite. So there's definitely um, that that bit right there in the in the parentheses is like actually pretty good. But the problem is, is like you've got to 
now all of a sudden you've got to be using other effects to lower the to lower the difficulty of the uh, evasion test or fight test. Interesting. Yeah, there's not a lot of ways to lower the difficulty of fight tests, are there? Well, there's yeah. bolas. I believe there is the bolas. There is the bolas. Tommy Muldoon bolas exploit weakness. You know it. But it only reduces yeah. by one, so that's. Oh, never mind. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, like most, I think most of the cards that reduce things besides Daryl, Gumption, Anatomical does minus two. I think most of them are just minus ones. So, right. You sort of need a lot of cards. At which point, you're you're spending a lot of your resources to basically take out one enemy. And that being said, there is one other card in this set that does do pretty well, and that's Flashlight Level Three. Mm hmm. Because that lowers lowers evasion difficulties by two. So like if you're all all right, so here's what I'm gonna say about this. If you're playing a deck where you're already like focused around flashlight level three, then then throw this in. If your deck is not the type that it deserves flashlight level three, don't put this in. Yeah. I'm gonna give this one a plus one in that particular deck because I think testlessly removing a hunting night gaunt or a wizard of the order yeah. is is really really good nice. yeah and that's a i mean that's an that's the type of effect i want because you can't evade the wizard because mm -hmm. he's just going to stick around and add doom he has retaliate so for somebody like daryl who may not necessarily want to fight the guy and then get attacked the ability to just say nope i'm just going to get rid of him is really really and then yes. you know the night gaunts are annoying because while their evade is only one they get They're to double the butt. they get yeah. to double their their uh, token draw and then they hunt which is worse so the ability to just mm -hmm. get rid of one of those automatically without making any tests is is really really good so i think it deserves a mm -hmm. plus one in that particular deck if you're not playing a deck that has sort of daryl's ability then I would start looking at other options just because then you're probably playing this as part of some elaborate combo. And I'm not much of a combo player, so yeah, its value drops off pretty dramatically outside of those uh, that type of deck. I think... Okay, so I think I'm going to give this a bless because, like I was saying earlier, if you're playing a deck that warrants where spending six XP on flashlights is like pretty good for that concept, then I think this becomes a pretty good like silver bullet for enemies. If you're already doing the thing, if you're not doing the thing and your deck doesn't does yeah does and you don't think that spending six XP on flashlights is a good idea, then this thing's then don't then then skip this. So I think because it's like a silver bullet in that type of deck. Uh, I think it's. I think it gets a bless. That's going to do it for our look at the first batch of Survivor cards in the Scarlet Keys Investigator expansion. Let us know in the comments down below uh, what you think. Not a bad uh, first bunch of yeah. cards. Very. A lot of them seem very specific. To uh, I mean, you've got discarding cards with improvised shield and the idol. Uh, you've got the and then you've got end of the road and. Uh, and uh, expose weakness which is seems to be really catering to whatever the thing daryl is doing with reducing uh, uh tests 
Yeah, you're right. They seem to be... We have three cards that really seem to be leaning on the draw and discard type of deck, which uh, I kind of like, and I, I, I think um, Arkham deserves more of it. Um, more of the like filter draw, draw two, discard two type of effects. I think um, I think Arkham would be better off if we had more of those. Um, and then we have exploit weakness, which seems to be all in on the uh, difficulty reducing the the zeroing idea. So the so yeah, they, like you said, these are pretty specific to like specific deck types. You're not just going to throw them in, except for maybe the Idol of Xanatos. You're not just going to like throw them into anything. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I could definitely see myself playing a copy of the Idol in yeah. you know a whatever level 0 deck I'm starting a campaign off with. Yeah. I do like the fact that it you can discard up to 3 cards which is perfect for rotting remains. So if you do get tagged, yep. you've got a way <laughs> out which is yep. uh, which is yeah. helpful. And and I like the Idol because I can get I feel like I can get by discarding 0 cards until like the damage or horror is about to take me out. Then I'll start using the idol. Yeah. Yeah. And you're only out the one action to play it. And then it's exactly, you don't have exactly. to use another action to, to heal for the rest of the game, which I am in favor of. <laughs> That's going to do it for this episode. If you enjoyed what you hear, remember to like comment and subscribe. If you need to contact me, I can be reached at manfromlang at gmail.com. I'm also on Twitter at manfromlang. Until the stars are right, keep your shotgun close and your elder sign closer. Take care out there, and happy investigating.